Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's gonna start. Yeah! yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. Hey, you there? What's going on? Are you there? Are you there? there? Just check. You're listening to Live to Tape, also known as the Executive Buffet. It's a special buffet. It's a higher level buffet and some type of a hotel in downtown Atlanta. We've got silver chafing dishes ready, loaded up with all types of audio goods. They're only available to executive. Executive, okay? It's an early buffet, but it goes late. A lot of times the buffet starts at like 5, 6 a.m., stops at 9, and you're like on a new time zone thing, so you can't get up in time to enjoy the hotel breakfast that you've paid for as part of the price. Not this one, okay? This one goes maybe till 1 p.m., okay? It's the executive buffet, and by being here, you are a, you are an executive in that buffet. So that there's that. Also, this is Daddy's Big Red Truck, in case you weren't aware you're currently riding around in a big red truck driven by daddy, okay? Uh, all those things. I'm Kevin Tipcorn, Jason Pepperhouse, Jimmy Jackson, also known as Mike Dave Jeff, better known as Johnny Pemberton here, your, your host of this, the Live to Tape podcast, also known as Live to Tap, okay? Uh, check us out on Patreon. If you want more stuff, if you want to consume more audio products, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape that's patreon.com slash live to tape also if you're on that patreon you get exclusive merch access uh also discounts on the merch too and you know that i'm the fucking merch master so i'm putting out lots of stuff i've got some heavy merch items in the pipe and some of these are going to be so exclusive i can't offer them to the public in fact if someone even mentions the fact that they want to want to get it from me, I'm going to just deny them. So come to Patreon to get that stuff. Also, uh, check me out on Twitch. I'm on Twitch every week at least, always on Monday evenings. It's twitch.tv slash justmynipples. That's twitch.tv slash justmynipples. We have a great time there. It's not just games, baby. We're doing crazy shit, okay? Come on down to twitch.tv slash justmynipples. It's free to watch. It's free to follow. You can have a great time. And uh, I promise you'll have a great time. Because everyone there is... I don't know what to say. It's just great. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you can, will do that. Thank you so much. And uh, the rest of it is just... The rest of it is just easy... Easy sledding. Sliding. It's real chill and sweet. Like sort of like a like a butter crisp type of thing. That's sort of what we're trying to achieve here is a butter, butter crisp, crisp type of a taste, but a sound. Okay, does that make sense? Thank you for being here. Without any more ado, that's further. Here's the podcast with uh, someone I've known for a long time. Oh, what a great person! I'm not going to um, belabor this, but Kyle Kinane. Kyle Kinane, you know him, you love him, you've laughed at him 
with him and at him. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get down to that distinction here. Here it is. My podcast. My conversation with Kyle Kinney. And they asked him why he wasn't going to work, and it's because he said he hurt his spleen rollerblading. <laughs> Remember that part? He was the pizza delivery guy. I'm I'm going to the boards on this one because I want to know. He was a cool. He's a cool is. guy. I can't think of his, what his name was. Um, Funny that it's all coming together because Polly Shore, for some reason, that was the funniest joke from um, from uh, Encino Man. Was like, oh my spleen! Like so, I think that's a Polly Shore written line. Probably yeah. He's like he his spleen mm-hmm. is his go to joke. It's yeah. It's like his fakakta or something. It kind of makes sense because spleen is one of those places where I kind of know where it is, but I don't really. It's in there somewhere, and then, uh, and then also rollerblading. I was just I was just looking at videos of off road rollerblades right before I talked to you. That sounds like something that I could see you doing. I I, I thought you were going to say like... you doing, and I'm like, see, it's not that bad. And then you said <laughs> me, and I'm like, nah, all right. Well, you know what? I guess. I... <laughs> I didn't know it existed until you just mentioned it. So now I have to process the idea of it existing and then think about, okay. But I mean, how big are the wheels are we talking about here? They're pretty, I mean, they're like chunk, chunky boys. Some God, chunky boys. That's... Oh yeah, it's audio. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you like a, a fat bagel, a mistake bagel yeah. size. A bagel. I can see that. Man, that could, could be pretty fun actually. The size of a bagel that if you're like, give me a bagel. And then you looked in, you'd be like, oh, th- that one. Like when you yeah, like the, ask for a specific one, you'd be like, oh, give me that one. The one, that's, that's, the one that's got the hump. Yeah, yeah. Give me that bang for my buck bagel right there. Did you figure out who we were talking about from Biodome? No, on IMDb, I don't know. I see that Patty Hearst and Kylie Minogue were in it, though. Patty Hearst? Patty Hearst. Like the... Was, the, was uh, Doyle's mother, who was Stephen Baldwin's mother... Wow. In the film. Uh, and, uh, Taylor, what's his name? Taylor something, right? Is his name, I think, the guy I'm, th- I'm thinking of? Taylor Negron. Oh, that, is. that dude. Yeah, that guy was a, yeah. he was in a, a One Crazy Summer where the girl has the ugly dog and he's just like, that thing, that this calls for a mercy killing. <laughs> like, wanted to yeah, kill he it. was a funny, weird dude. He died he in really 2015. Was. Yeah, he passed away. I remember like a lot of like when you realize you didn't know how many comics knew that guy and it was like, Oh man, yeah. Taylor Negron died and like Yeah, he was always like a fun area rug. That was his big bit was pronouncing area rug with It was fervor. I never seen that. Area rug? Yeah, that was a that was a big thing. I remember watching it and I'm like, Oh, I guess this is what alternative comedy was before I knew what it was. Was this Back guy in like the late seventies? Yeah, was this guy just uh, pronouncing area rug? Very ethnically. I feel like I still do that. That's I, I don't know. I've had some bits that I think are pronunciation based. <laughs> well, you mean Colin, the... Colin Farrell's wife? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only joke is how I say Carl's Jr. <laughs> what, garbage, garbage truck? Yeah, there you go. See, all, all my comedy is just pronunciate is mis- based in mispronunciations. Very specific mispronunciations of things. <laughs> Ling- lingually misdirected comedy. Uh, yeah, so that's what all, that's what comedy is. I don't know if it's. I mean, isn't that funny to think about? It's funny to think about alternative comedy now. What that even if that even means anything at all? I don't know if it does to me. I uh, 
I was playing in Indianapolis at a real horrible cu- club called Crackers. That in sounds like a bad place. It was all it was all terrible, and I think it's gone now. But if, even if it was still there, the, it sucked, and I'll badmouth it. Like the owner was racist, and the whole thing was terrible. But I kept calling. I'm like, oh, "It's so good to be here in Indianapolis," and they got everybody got real mad at me. <laughs> Indianapolis, Indianapolis, right? Indianapolis. Oh Indianapolis, and then I'd lose them right away, and I'm like, well, I didn't want to get you, so that's all right. Man, people are get sensitive about the way you say things all the time. It's so it's pretty crazy. Or not trusting a comedian that they might be doing something purposely. Hey, we love we love your comedy, but don't don't fuck with that word, okay? We've had too many bad experiences with yeah. guys saying. <laughs> Thinking they're funny when the way they say something. Yeah. Hey, man, before you say something after this to actually disprove my line of thinking, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt here real quick and say you're incorrect. Well, let me. My, my name is Brent, not Brett. Okay. <laughs> no. And if you call me Brett, I'm gonna have to come after you. Bread? Is it bread? No. It's no, Brent. No. Actually, it's there's not Brett. It is Brent. There's an N in there. Brent. There's an N in there. There's Brendan. not a double T. No, it's Br- it's Brent. Brent. Like bent. Uh, Between yes, bent like and bent. Brett. Like Brett, but bent. Actually, I do know a guy named Bent, and we... <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. That would be call. a cool name to have. <laughs> bent? It's Bent. There is a Bent. There's a comedian named Bent. Really? But it's like like some sort of Utah Amish Scandinavian, like B-E-N-G-T. Oh, okay. Which is actually dramatic. sounds like it's part of the bit that we're doing right now. Bent, bent. I feel like uh, I, I think I remember in the, one of those. Um, you ever watch those Brass Eye specials? The ones that the UK show. It's called Brass Eye. It's like a fake news show from like twelve years ago. No. It's like this. Uh, you know, it's British comedy, comedy show. Mm-hmm. Super, super uh, cutting edge. But there's one they had. They had a special called the Pedophilia Special because it was all about how like uh, people were. I mean, it's hard to introduce that. It doesn't even matter, right? But they were, they, <laughs> I'm going to bail on the explanation there. But one of the one of the insults they were listing, they would call someone a bent ref. I've never heard that before or since. As a but it's pedo? Always, I think so, yeah. A bent ref. But I think that's – maybe I'm mishearing it, but it's like – yeah, actually it is. I guess it's known as – it's a it's slang for a pedo. And it says it's taken here – from the popular cult series Brass Eye, a bent ref. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember well, being in England and like the biggest joke, like the worst thing you do is call somebody a pedo. Oh, yeah. It's Some bad. whole act is like, well, this guy, well, he's probably a pedo. And everybody's like, oh, he's a pedo. And like, that's, I'm like, that's, that's all you did? You just called him a pedo and the whole crowd fucking went, just turn. Rip, went, went uh, twirling towels in the air crazy for that. Is that, is that a thing they do there? They twirl towels? No, I just think more of like, like in a like a talk show setting here. If somebody like Jerry Springer, everybody's like, oh, gets crazy. Oh yeah. And also like Def Jam specials when everybody would have a towel. Like, I like that move. I always thought that was a cool move. Also, it is cool. for, as a balding, sweaty man to have a towel on stage to be like I'm working. 
Well, you see Cat Williams, and he just has, Oh, dude, like a, Cat Williams uh, got a full bath towel. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got like, a stack. He's got, like, a Hampton Inn gym stack yeah. of hand towels on the stool. Yeah. That's well, my I favorite thing about are... Cat Williams is he comes out fully, like, fresh perm, dinner plate-sized belt buckle, mm-hmm. just looking crisp. And 15 minutes in, he is a fucking disaster. <laughs> Yeah, Messi's been sliding across the floor. I Man. truly love Cat Williams. He is one of the. He's a national treasure. I feel like. Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying it with any sarcasm. Like, I, no, I, not at all. I think that the idea that, that would be sarcastic. I remember one time many years ago when I was working the last uh, last like true job I had mm-hmm. was in an office and I was saying something to another girl who worked there who's about my age about how I was listening to Tom Petty. And she's she was like, oh, ironically, I'm like no, I'm not listening to fucking Tom Petty. Ironically, like what the hell is wrong with you? I was so pissed off to be like, like how dare you even levy that against me? Oh, how dare you even say that out loud? The idea that Tom Petty is like, oh, it's ironically good. Well, it's like it's like the, you got to take it from who's saying it and what the like. Because remember, like people got. Like Hall and Oates came back real hard. I guess back so. in the yeah, mid aughts. Like I was like, we're going to see Hall and Oates. We got oh, we got to see Hall and Oates. I was like, yeah. I mean, Hall and Oates will come on. I'll be like, ah, that's fine. Like that's a mm-hmm. good song. But like, we're all getting a group together to go see Hall and Oates. So there's that. There was that weird thing where it was like you were doing something kind of as a nudge, nudge. Right. But yeah. then you'd go and you'd be like, wait a minute, this is a this is a great time. Why am I? Why am I constantly trying to shield myself from criticism by joking that I like something, and then it was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna sincerely enjoy shit. Maybe it's a uh, deep-seated self-esteem issue. I guess. I, I guess there's probably a few of those <laughs> swimming yeah, around probably, up here. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've definitely been there. Probably been that thing where it's like, oh yeah, um, I like this, but it's you know I like it because. Uh, do you, do do you really, really like it? Like it? Wow, well, I mean, you it's know, like, I... it's like you can you can only play Creed at a bar so many times without actually liking that Creed song you're playing at the jukebox. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the pretending to kiss your friend. Oh, what if I was gay? <laughs> what if I was gay? Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually gay. I'm like, yeah, we 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 got you. We know you're all right. You're we fine. Know. It's cool. <laughs> I think it came from. I I was talking to. Rachel, yesterday we were talking about like '90s fashions coming back, like being at the age where you could see the fashions that you wore now being the retro thing. Because I remember being like a kid and getting stonewashed jeans, and my mom would be like, "This would be a mistake we'd make in the wash," and get mad about this. No, you want to buy it. And I used to see kids right. like Nirvana shirts and the Dickies pants with the bottoms cut off, and I'm like, "All right, you're an old guy," but God, they're not making fun of it. That's just what the look is. Is that what it, is that back now? I've seen it here and there. I've seen some nineties. But you're in Oregon, right? Grunge. Yeah. Yeah, they might have just been looking like that the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, they just never grunge. They never got the word. <laughs> yeah. It's no one ever told them. <laughs> hey guys, uh, it's grunge is over, actually. It's really over. Okay. No, nah, man, Cobain works at this death metal pizza place. He just hides <laughs> out. Have you gotten any new genres and stuff since you moved up there as far as like what you've been listening to? No, I don't. That's a good question, man. I don't. 
Not really. I've been playing more guitar and like trying to learn the stuff you're supposed to learn when you're 14, like Master of Puppets and everything, okay. and having a and having a real dun, good time. Because we're dun, dun. yeah, we moved into a house, so it's not this mm-hmm. like this embarrassment of living in an apartment, like just. Knowing you have shared walls and people can hear you really puts the kibosh on some creativity, I think. Yeah. Or that's that self-esteem issue again. Because I, I remember in L.A. we had a, like across-the-street neighbor that it turns out later he was giving piano lessons. <laughs> so that's why I kept hearing the same shitty stuff over and over again. I just thought right. it was one guy with all his windows open just slapping two sides of a piano keyboard just every Tuesday and Thursday. And I was like, God damn it, man. Close your windows. I'll pay for air conditioning for an hour a day for you. There's a girl across the street who practices on a woodwind instrument. I think it's like a saxophone. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It's bad. <laughs> That's just bad. I'll take a piano practice over a woodwind any day. Because the piano, at least, every note you hit is technically the right note. You know, it's it's a note. But the woodwind, it's like there's always like, <laughs> always like weird you know, Eric Dolphy esque little squawks. Yeah, the 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 fuel for the machine can uh, falter sometimes. I was a I did the <laughs> saxophone for a couple years back in junior you did? high. Yeah, to give to give like children woodwind instruments. Like think of like your own personal hygiene when you're mm-hmm. eleven, and then to know like oh you're supposed to change out a reed on a woodwind instrument. Oh my pretty God. regularly and i think i just kept the same one for two years oh, I, th- I bet that thing had some smell to it i think i oh i think i finally took the reed off and the mouthpiece looked like a geode i think it was just oh, <laughs> it was oh my just, god that's that disgusting just a wet geode a fucking geode <laughs> that, oh that's like i thought you were gonna say something else but that's that's like truly gross because that implies like <laughs> not just like a like a fungal network but some sort of a calcification <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like it really, like, yeah, like little stalagmites and stalactites uh, inside there. <laughs> yeah, it I was a pretty disgusting. I like them. They're fun. Do you like, uh, do you kind of just stare at it? Like, what's what's your, what's your, uh, Johnny, we're friends, but I don't know. Right. You're vi- like, for a, or do you a like crystals? Time. You like crystals? Or are you just like looking at them to make you feel good? You mean like I'm like a crystal guy, a guy who like has crystals and stuff? Yeah, because I don't mind. They're pretty to look at, and I like seeing them around. I don't believe they're going to do anything for me other than, hey, that's pretty, and then I feel a little better. I definitely, the house we used to live at uh, before this place, it was this old house. that We think we were the first people to ever rent it, right? And there was a ton of these rocks in like a little area where this, this bougainvillea bush was growing. And mm. I looked, there was like a ton of like weird little rocks, you know, like like shiny ones, just always different variety of rocks. I don't know where they came from, but when we moved out, I took all of them because they were fucking cool. Yeah. And so I have them. I put them in like different potted plants. Sometimes it's like a little like, hey, maybe this will help it grow better if it has this weird rock in it. Yeah, here's so a that, friend. That's here's about, a friend. Yeah, that's about as far as I go with the the crystal stuff. Which is, if you think about it, now that I say it out loud, it's kind of that's kind of kind of woo woo dippy dippy. But I don't know. It also looks cool. I like the way it looks. That's when it comes down to all the witchcraft stuff. I like the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Like, what's on the wall behind you there? The stringy thing. That's a that's a uh, piece of um, that's from our wedding in Hawaii. It's like a thing you get around your neck. It's like a, a you know what it is? It's a men's lay. It's a male. 
I have several of the Koa nut ones. Yeah, we got here. some of those too. We got those those nut necklaces. This was for the actual wedding <laughs> ceremony. I got the um, I don't know. That was it was it was vibrant green at the time, but now it's like, you know, now it's all dry yeah. as shit. But like I nut do necklace kind of is a, like a nut necklace is a guy who doesn't understand the euphemisms. Like, yeah, I gave my girl a nut necklace. It's it's <laughs> pearl necklaces. It's already gross to say it that way, but that's the it subtle is. way. And you're saying nut necklace, so okay then. What is but, it? It's a, it's a nut, right? It's a koa nut. I fucking like I like I busted my nut necklace, bro. I busted I, uh, my nut in the kawaii. Yeah, that's why I like all the stupid occult stuff like whether i believe it or not it's one thing but i think it's i'm still a, a you know like i said a 14 year old or in heavy metal songs i like little baphomet statues and shit yeah <laughs> I, I like that shit cool. also incense incense was like the first thing in my life where it's like oh i it's okay to light a light a fire it's like a fire that you're allowed to yeah. you're not just playing with fire i'm lighting incense yeah it's a little f- cloud of fart camouflage i got going on over here in the corner mm-hmm did you? Because you're like, from you're from the Midwest. What did you like? Yeah. What was your first concession of being in California? Like, man, my friends back home would really uh, go uh, at me for this one. I'm trying to think what it is. I mean, just the other day, when I was ordering a coffee at a place, I had I had an order. I think it was either for me. I don't know if it was for me or it was for Britt. I usually get like a kind of a normal coffee order, but I got her something kind of frou frou. I thought and you I said remember, for for Brent. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like you got Brent, a copy my friend your Brent. Ca- your character just to hear him mispronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> I got a coffee, I think for Brit, my wife, and or it was I don't know. Either way, I got was getting a non-normal order. I was getting something that was kind of like you know I had to say the words mm-hmm. oat milk, and I definitely found myself lowering my voice <laughs> when I was saying this because I was embarrassed, and I was like, what the fuck. I've been living in California for 15 years plus, and I'm still, like, embarrassed to order something other than a drip coffee. Yeah. So I don't even know what the thing would have been that I was the first where I was like, oh, man, I would get shit for this. I'm trying to even think what it would be. It's probably something where, man, I don't, I feel like I wouldn't even, I don't, I don't even recognize, you know, I have to have someone point it out. They have to be like, hey, you know, that's kind of weird, right? That's kind of California of you to be doing that. Yeah, mine, mine, I was so Midwest ingrained, it was like just avocado on anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, for me, it was like, you want avocado? I'm like, why does it be fucking pushing avocado on me all the time? So I don't want that. Leave me alone. I don't want, like, but then, yeah, oh, there's a little avocado on the side. Can you get avocado on the side? There was that, there was, I don't know. I think Cafe Gratitude, I still can't sit in there with any kind of, without the, like, like smirk and nudge type of like and the food's pretty good yeah it's great but you really have to sit there and it's it's a punchline for everybody so it's like you can't even make fun of it but you have to like like the for people that are listening the dishes are called the i am grateful and you have to order it that way like well, i am grateful you have to say that to order it i think i, I would I point, never i think i point at the menu that. i'm like this one yeah like when you go to the, the vietnamese place you say i'll have the 64a because yeah. <laughs> I can't say what the 64A is. That's how cafe... If I go to a place like that, I would say, I will have the, the item... I will have this um the seitan burger that comes with the arugula. Yeah. Like, but oh, also, you mean the I am ready? 
But if you went to like a Vietnamese place and their dishes were like fulfillment bowl, you're like, oh, I'm going to have the fulfillment bowl, please. And you wouldn't have a problem there. But if it's just like a white dude with dreads, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to say that to him. Yeah. I think it's all about the setting, right? It's like all about like, um, I I don't know. I kind of think that the Midwest never leaves you in a way. It'll never go away. Like, it doesn't matter. It'll it'll just always it'll always be a part of me where I'm just hyper. Like, I can never leave a beer unfinished. I just can't do it. I know. I fall asleep and I'll have like a half of what I'll wake up. I'll be like, like the next day, like, come on, man, get it in there. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> oh. Like, just get get you going, buddy. Get you going. Not all the I'll time. I'll have it where. Oh. Yeah, I've had it where not not so much the the night the next day, but like the night of or like someone offers me a beer. I definitely don't want another beer. I will say yes. And then I will drink the entire other beer I've been offered. Yeah. It's like, this one's just to guarantee the heartburn later. That's all this one is for. I'm going to hold on to it till it's room temperature. <laughs> then I'm going to slam it before I leave. And then, uh, it'll feel like my chest is exploding the whole ride home. Yeah. Or you'll wake up at like 4am once mm-hmm. it wears off. Dude, I can't, I can't have daytime drinks anymore. Really? Okay, like I was I, about to ask you that. What's your, uh, what's your new? I feel like I've flipped. I'm the opposite now. I can't drink late. Well, it's I can have them, but then like, oh yeah, it's noon. We're drinking beers outside. So I, unless I keep it going, yeah. If I stop and have dinner. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like that's it. I'm done. I don't. Or, or I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a nap. But then I just get hung over by nine p.m. <laughs> And that's miserable. Yeah, I definitely have to keep it up. I can't, like, I've kind of taken a long break, actually, the last maybe three weeks or so. I've only had a couple of drinks. That's pretty good. But I'm kind of, I mean, it's actually working for me. I enjoy it. But I know that once everything goes back into effect, it's going to be probably different. Yeah, I'm... I'm wondering what's going to happen. Like I, I'm starting to work a little bit again up here. I bought a van, like a, like a camper okay. van type thing. Like I saw that thing. You got the, you got a Ford transit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Those are like underrated cars. It's, I I mean, I was shopping around. It's like everything I've read was, and it's already built. I didn't build it, my build it myself. I'm not going to be like van life. And it's always like, like a, a like a well tanned ass and a dream catcher in front of the beach with the back yeah. doors open. Like, I need this to go tour and ride bikes while my body will still let me be bad at a sport I enjoy without mm-hmm. breaking something every time. Knock on IKEA wood that's around me. But composite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's like, you know, paper pressed together. It's like wood. Um so but the the drinking thing, I'm like, oh, is this just gonna be like my rolling drunk tank like every night? I just park and then just get shit housed in a van and sleep it yeah. off. I'm like, I really don't want that to be it. Are you going to so, do it like how you did, you know, way back when we're used to try, used to tour with your truck, right? You would camp in the back, like kind of do like this. What do you call it? I think, I think rock climbers call it like dirt bag camping or some shit like that. Well, I mean, there's all, there's like boondocking overlanding. There's all kind right. of terms for it. So now, sadly, it's just called, living in your car because of the way the economy is. And right. I guess, and I haven't seen nomad land yet, but I guess that also kind of documents that lifestyle of like migrant workers following people and like living out of their car to go where the work is, which yeah. is 
and and no mockery of that kind of what's going on because I still I don't have a vaccine yet. I still want to get out and do stuff. I would mm-hmm. always even with being the the moderate success I've had at being a stand up, I still didn't want to just go and do a club every weekend. Like I hated being in the airport. I hated flying out Wednesday, flying home Sunday and just yeah. the, like airport every time. Like my biggest luxury was paying more money to fly out of Burbank instead of LAX. That was my big because like LAX, yeah, LAX is a just a just a stinky uh, pit of hell on earth. Terror dome. Yeah, and it it was miserable. So I'd like, oh, I'm flying out of Burbank. That's better. But just airports and everything, Mm. and I'd go do a show on like I'd do a club on a weekend, and then I'd tour during the week. I'd still do shows all week somewhere and out of a rental car. And then maybe get to another club the next weekend or just do that. And I would drive past so much cool shit. And, and, you know, like I've I've said it before, you know, politically or whatever, socially, it's all broken out there. But geographically, there's still some great things to see in the United States. And so, you know, like, oh, I got this gig and I just I got to get from... uh, Tulsa to St. Louis or whatever, and all of a sudden you're driving through the Ozarks, and you're like, I would love to be able to just stop here for a couple days and hike and explore and hang out, but I can't. i got to get to that show because a night off when you're on the road is just you're losing money. Now I'm like, no, I can stop. I have my hotel and my supplies and my transportation with me. I'm going to do a show one night, know that I have three days going through this landscape to just have fun Mm -hmm. and ride bikes and do stuff. And then get to the next show. So, that's a good idea. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because it just you don't have to get a hotel mm-hmm. then or anything. You can just kind of crash someplace cool out of the way, like on like a like BLM land or anywhere really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, and there's all kinds of apps for people that do that. Like, all right, here's dispersed mm-hmm. camping. I mean, the less glamorous side is that like Walmart's and Cabela's let you camp in their parking lots right. overnight, which is not the most ideal, but it's also nice to know that it'd be relatively safe. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I so, will see. I hope I hope I made the right choice. This is a pretty When are you gonna start doing that? Oh, next week, man. I'm I go I took really? it out last week. I went down to Salem last week, which was only an hour away, but I wanted to test out living in the van how it was. Right. Because I'm like I got my bike and I'm in the Pacific Northwest and I'm on a mountain bike and I did this show and it just rained all the next day, so I just laid there and just blew out my data plan watching the wire. <laughs> like I watched <laughs> The whole season of The Wire and blew out all my data for the month. And I'm like, all right, we need to learn that we have to extend our data plan because we need internet out in the world. But um, we're going to Mount Rainier in a couple days. And then do shows, though. I mean, um, when are you going to start doing? No, Rachel. Rachel got super into roller skating through all this. And she found like. It's like a, it was like a uh, like a ten room schoolhouse that somebody turned into an artist retreat on Airbnb. But then because they can't just let strangers get the rooms individually, you had to rent the whole thing out. Wow. So she just did that for a few days and invite, invited people like in our circle to come up there. So she could like just skate around the gymnasium and everything. And wow. then So we're going to do that. And then after that, I'm coming down to L.A. to do some shows. And I'm going out to Joshua Tree to camp. And I'm just going to go. Like I haven't seen dry soil in seven months. Oh, <laughs> like, has it been that rainy there? Yeah, rainy, or if it's not wow. raining, everything's still just wet. Like you Damn, just used I didn't to realize be. that. 
Yeah, it's the Northwest, and it's like, like I guess I knew that, but I just didn't realize how actually rainy it is all winter there. It is. It's, it's just like a fucking. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Why there's why coffee is such a big thing there is because everyone is just so depressed from the climate they want to get jacked on caffeine. That's what Rachel was saying a lot. I was like, oh man, I've never seen like so many drive-through coffee places everywhere else. It's like, yeah, it's because it's gray and shitty and it gets dark at 4 p.m. and everybody needs a pick-me-up all the time. <laughs> this is exactly the same thing she said. So, wow. By the way, I mean, it's yeah. cool. I'm just like, uh, you know, I just want to ride bikes, man. It's kind of tough in the slop. So, so you're going to come back here. It's, you're coming back to do shows in L.A. soon. I'm doing an outdoor show on the third. Like, have, have you done the one at the Magic Castle in the parking lot? It's like a drive-in show. I haven't done any uh, outdoor shows really uh, this whole time. I've only, there's only a few of them I'm even aware of, and the ones that were happening like happened and then they went away. I don't know. So I guess no, I don't know about that one. There's one at the Magic Castle or the Magic, uh, the Magic uh, Comedy Magic. No, no, it's at Magic Castle, but it's in their parking really? lot they have, and it's so it's drive-in. People drive into it. Cool. We'll tell but me, I don't you know. know. We'll, we'll talk off-air who books these things and stuff. I'll get yeah, man, let's get you out there, buddy. Let's get you out there yeah. having, having your sillies back. I do really I'm – do, I'm desperate to do it again. I'm totally like – I'm actually – I thought um, – you know, kind of, it's kind of come and gone, but like the past month or so, I've actually been like writing new stuff and – imagining yeah. myself actually doing it as opposed to you know because it seems like plausible now as opposed to this indefinite start time yeah it, it i was writing bits and then you know you write a bit and you try it on monday and then by friday you know if it's a good bit or not like you got to try it and you're like oh i'll right. get it to work i'll get it in shape and now i just write it and i'll be like Okay, and then I write another one, and so now I have like not a lot of material, but a bunch mm-hmm. that I did, finally did shows a week ago here, like forty-five minute headlining shows. Nice. And I just told them because I look like I look like a fucking psycho now because I haven't trimmed my beard or my hair since July. And I went up on stage with like all these like just pages of like yellow legal pad paper, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know I look like 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 a homesteader who's going to defend himself in court. You know, I know I look bad and it's all these ideas. Or the kind it's, of guy it was explaining. Yeah. Well, according to ordinance, uh, seven, uh, section B, uh, sewage line doesn't have to run uh, past property line. If I can contain it in my own containment system here. Uh, if a tree, if a tree's roots <laughs> extend beyond the boundary, that's up to the County to decide that. And as there's, as a person who is in the County, I am a de facto, uh, sheriff's assistant. So it allows me to dig this hole officer. Well, listen, I'm my allowed tax- to dig a hole this deep. <laughs> if my tax paying dollars stop at this curb, well then my effort stops at that curb as well. You understand what I'm saying? That's not, that's going to, that's going to fall on the, on the, whatever, uh, legislator, uh, runs that area. Just you pick like, up, sir. Let me see, sir. Just because you throw your beer cans over a fence doesn't mean it's now <laughs> a state issue rather than a county issue. So, okay, tell it to the judge. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I absolutely would love to take that up with a higher, <laughs> higher uh, jurisdiction. I don't think you're qualified, son. I just start to call everybody son now. But uh, it was weird because it's like, oh, here's just statements that I think are jokes, and then you tell them, and you're like, ah, not yet, okay. <laughs> oh, really? Some of it didn't didn't hit. 
not the way you're used to when you when you're doing comedy on a regular basis. Like you kind of get an, kinda, you're in shape, you know. You're like, oh, I know this. Yeah, works. I, I suppose that's true. Is. Yeah, you're in shape. Like you f- have like the the feeling in your mouth. Like you can feel. You kind of have like the gymnastics of the words worked out. Yeah, yeah, and like the like the and and I say it like this and oh. I remember this other bit I would do that would be real funny yeah. after it. And it's not like riding a bike. You forget it all. Uh-huh. It's clunky. It's scary again, which is cool. I think it's it's fun that it's it's scary again, and I'm nervous about it. Because that yeah, means scariness, you still care about what you're doing. Uh, I fucking miss the scariness so much. Because to me, that's the, that's the big thing that's changed a lot. It seems like is um, just how there's so much... Uh, general aversion to fear now and it's almost mm-hmm. like if you did anything like maybe like five or six months ago if you did anything dangerous it's like what are you doing how dare you how dare you mm-hmm. do something dangerous you could be you could break your leg and you could take up a hospital bed and that would be you know it's like that thing where your personal responsibility becomes everyone's and you have to deal with uh, the school moms of the world yeah. making you feel bad for a personal decision that has nothing to do with anyone. Yeah. Stay inside and be mm-hmm. be safe. But like, well, I'm going to try to learn how to kickflip again. Well, what if you have to go to a hospital? And he's like, all right, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying like no masks, open all the businesses and let the old people die. But yeah, I don't know. You know, like when you hate, like when you find out you have some beliefs that go against like, well, no, I'm absolute, uh, liberal and left and all, all for everything and then you have thoughts where you're like nah sometimes you're not sometimes you're not every that day way. man every fucking day i feel that <laughs> way about some something <laughs> and i'm like well you know what it just sucks to be in the middle yeah because because uh well it is a good way to unify people because they all hate mm-hmm. somebody who likes to see both sides of an issue they all hate somebody yeah, who took time true. to read the whole article instead of just reacting to the headline yeah, I think I was. Uh, I was thinking it was something uh, Brian Cook said. We did a podcast, something about uh, a stunning lack of nuance. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the, everything that is existing in the media exhibits a stunning lack of nuance. There's no we, like place for a person to be like, well, yeah, that's true, but you know, most people don't do that. Whatever it is, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Most people, it's like, well, most people don't even know. That exists because they're busy watching a TV show or playing Red Dead Redemption or some shit. They don't give a fuck. Most people just don't give a fuck about most things that are like hot button. The vast majority of people either unaware or truly do not care like at all. Yeah, it's it's. And there's no like it's not it's not a clickable item when you're like, well, uh, we've uh, investigated this as journalists and we actually found a very large gray area between the two ends of the argument that would actually appeal <laughs> to most people. And they fall on. Here's the one thing. Nobody's going to listen to that. I was like, no, I want to be I want my tweet to get likes. So it's going to be a jarring statement on one side or another. Not, hey, everybody, let's just listen to things. Somebody came after me. I'm like, yeah, I'll I will sit there and. Like, I'll go on like conservative subreddits just to read about things mm-hmm. because not I'm not conservative at all. But it's like, let me see what their take is on it. Let me see what I'm not getting right. in the news sources I'm reading, and either my argument will just be uh, made even stronger 
by learning about the opposition, or I'll see some information that was not included in the things I was reading about, and that will make me a more understanding and compassionate person because I'll know that there is this nuance in the world. And somebody's like, oh, man, Canaan's telling us to uh, read conservative news. I'm like, absolutely. Isn't that some art of war bullshit you douchebags love is understand your enemy so you could be a better uh, opponent or some uh, dog shit the pajama wrestling uh, philosophy. That's what I called jujitsu. Sorry. Pajama wrestling. Yeah. That's, yeah. and I have like, I'm sure it's a fun thing. I just, I, everybody's into jujitsu now. Yeah. I've, like. I've passed jujitsu places every day. I keep thinking like, I got to get into this. I think I need some jujitsu in my life. I need like a, a chance to, to scrap. What's it called? Um, grapple. Scrapple. Grapple. Grapple. Yeah. I need Scrapple's to grapple with some food. Yeah. Some other people who are having a, approaching a midlife crisis. Hey, guys. My name's Brent, and I'm here to scrapple. What's up? <laughs> it's grapple, you fuck. Get out of Indianapolis. <laughs> Welcome to Indianapolis. This is Scrapple, uh, scrapple Matt. Uh, this is an open scrap. Uh, if you've got a headset, put it on and get in line. Uh, uh, first up, uh, we have uh, Brent L. Brent Brent, you've got your oat milk, your oat milk latte. Or are you ready to scrapple? Just keep it, keep it down, keep it down. I don't want to scrapple is jujitsu while holding a hot coffee. By the way, that is or scrapple is what they call it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I no, I want a martial art where you still have to hold a hot cup of coffee. That'd and be kind of fun. Each, yeah, each each opponent has to fight each other, but you can't throw the coffee. It's it's all about your own balance. It's I a real sadistic Mr. Miyagi session that. There's so many other levels of karate kid they cut out that really injured Danielson. <laughs> Balance I remember his learning cup to drive a stick on your head. <laughs> I learned to drive a stick where we didn't have a cup holder in my car, so I used to drive the stick with a cup of co- a cup of hot coffee, have my hand on the steering wheel, then move it quickly <laughs> to the shifter and back to the steering wheel so I could hold the coffee. Oh yeah, that was a cool time in life for sure. <laughs> I was I was a king of knee steering. Oh yeah, dude, still am. I freaking love new steering. I that truck that I had was stick. I still I I would keep buying stick shift cars. I loved them, and I got not proud, but I got a DUI and had the thing that you had to blow into, mm-hmm. and it would go off just randomly while you were driving. Really, but it's like they gave me a device that made me a less safe driver because all of a sudden I'm driving, and if you don't blow it at a certain time, your car will lock up. It won't start. Anymore. Oh, it's connected to the car. Yeah, you have to blow in it wow. to start the car. Jesus. And that's where I was like, all right, you want your Midwest thing? Like, I would go out the night before and in the morning blow in it to start my car and be like, nope, you're drunk. I'm like, well, I thought I slept it off. Holy shit. <laughs> Still, like, not yet, buddy. I'm like, all right. That thing's uh, sensitive. Well, or maybe your boy's just, your boy had a little issue back in the day. Yeah, I process it pretty damn fast. I think it goes through me pretty fast. Yeah, well, you got yeah some you got people. Sh- though. Yeah, I it, it I don't know, but it, so I would be driving and having to drive stick shift, but then it would go off. So I had to pick this device up to blow in it. We'll also try to drive stick shift. Like you're making things more dangerous with this. Oh my god, that would be fucking hilarious! You get in an accident with that, and it's like it's a worse accident than. Anything that happened when you were, you know, yeah. worse than a DUI thing? Like what yeah, happened? and it's I like, well, trying, pull over. sober. Like, yeah, pull over. Okay, well, I'm in the inside lane on the 405 and rush hour with like yeah. like 
a brick wall of traffic. You want me to give over five lanes in rush hour? Well, this thing's going to maybe stop my car in the middle, halfway through it. You should just stop your car and just pull it, just fully come to a complete stop, yeah. middle lane. <laughs> Sorry, it's a law. It's a law. It's a law. Did you get rid of that truck? I did, and it was such a dumb move. Because, because actually it did die out on the highway once. Just no reason. Okay. Everything working fine. And it was like like a cloverleaf interchange by downtown L.A. at rush hour. And I, one of the scariest moments I've ever had in my life. Because it was a part where people were already kind of like swerving across yeah. because they realized they need to get to that exit. And it died right at that exit. And I got on the shoulder, but barely there, right by the convention center. And... The AAA could hear the panic in my voice. I'm like, I know exactly where I am. I'm right here. This is the mile marker. You need to get here. I'm, I will die. And within 10 minutes, there was a tow truck right there. I was like, thank you so much. Because it was causing the, it was causing a pileup. Oh, shit. And, you know, people driving in L.A., like, it's not like, oh, I'm inconvenienced. Well, I better drive even crazier. I better drive even worse. Yeah, I better try to murder this person. Yeah, let me did thread you, the uh, needle. <laughs> did you get rid of it because of that problem? Or you just get rid of it because, like, you wanted something no, different? No, that one scared me. And you know what? I did a – I'll tell you exactly what happened. It was 2012. I had just gotten my own apartment, and, I, like, I had gotten a DUI in that truck, and I felt kind of sad about – like, it died out, and then it kind of reminded me, like, my old life. Like, I had done some touring and done some jobs and made mm-hmm. some money. I'm like, I'm getting a new – I never had a, a new car. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm buying a new car and I traded in that truck. And it was such a cool truck. Like it was it was nothing special at all. It was a Ford Ranger. It didn't even have carpeting. It was like an old parts truck from somewhere. But I had like so a mismatched camper truck. No, no, no. What I traded in, I traded in for like an Audi. Like a super douchebag car. Oh, okay. And just cause I'm like, well, if I'm gonna get a new car, let me get something that is like Cool. I got like the I got basically a, a Volkswagen would have been nicer than this Audi that I got. It was like the right. like most base level cheapest one. It was like a hatchback thing. But I'm like hell yeah, man! You're making it. You got to. And I was maybe it's a Midwest thing. Like I was so worried about that fucking car, of like bumping a curb with the wheel when I was parking, oh, or any really? little chip in the paint that I got rid of it after a year. I'm like this. I shouldn't worry about a vehicle. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. I feel like I heard someone tell me some story years ago, uh, like a grandpa grandpa bought a new truck, and the first thing he did is take a sledgehammer to the back of it. And his wife's well, like, what, what, the, what the fuck are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm just making it so I can actually use it. That sounds like Alzheimer's. That, I don't think that's... Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably just a, a tale, but I kind of, you know, I get the sentiment, <laughs> the idea that where if something's perfect, you're scared to fuck it up. But if you have something that's kind of, you know, it's got some dings in it, you yeah. don't worry too much about, not well, so precious about it. And especially something that is a tool. A vehicle is a tool. Yeah. You know, especially when you're living in L.A. and it's car culture and everything. It's like, yeah. this is going to get smacked around. And I was yeah, worried, it's going to get like, dinged. Yeah, like this is a silly thing for me to worry about. It's not my style. I got rid of it and got a truck. <laughs> I got another pickup truck. So you took a loss yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been foolish with vehicles. But I got a stick shift pickup truck and I liked it, but then I'm like, you know what, I think I want something with four wheel drive. And so I got a Jeep and I had the Jeep. Wow, for, this guy's still moving have, through cars. Yeah, man. I still have the Jeep. 
and I'm trying to sell the Jeep, but I did Jeep shit with a Jeep. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, it's all scratched up. And like, I had a great mm-hmm. time driving through the desert and bouncing around and doing the stuff you're supposed to do with a Jeep. And now I'm going to have I think this I'm, van. I'm going to do that with it. Yeah, I'm about to get a truck, I think. I'm about to finally be a truck guy. Yeah? Because I want to do off-road stuff. I want to be able to go camping and do that kind of crap, you know? I'm, it's like six months too late, but still, I'll have it now, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm late with this van, but I think it was it's going to be good anyway. It's, it's less about COVID stuff and more about me getting old and not being able to do it. I'm not a good mountain biker. It's just a thing that I love to do. Right. And getting older, I know my physical limitations will be less. Like, I already know now that, like, I pissed away my youth. Especially, like, Wasn't 20 to 30. Wasn't that what youth is for, right? But, like, to some people. Away? But, or got, like, but some people got hurt doing cool BMX or skateboard stuff or playing sports. And I didn't. I just drank. Especially 20 to 30. That was it. Just, I just drank. <laughs> I drank yeah. and became a comedian. Well, that's the comedian all I did with thing, that that's, that's your career. That's your entire career, though. That's not like a, a pastime. Yeah, but now I'm like, I want to do these bike things, and I get, like, I'm just sore, and things hurt. I've been in physical therapy twice since I've been up here. And like, oh, it, shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So From dumb shit, not like even you're... from bike stuff. From, like, really, I, I stepped wrong, and now the side of my calf, like, Hurt and then I'll, for I think I like my shoulders hurt when I sleep. I can't sleep on my shoulder. Like I don't know if it's all this arthritis. I don't know what's going on. But all I want all I know is that there's cool places to ride bikes, and I want to do that before I can't anymore. That makes sense. You can do it. I knew guys mm-hmm. who were older than you. The, when I was learning to rock climb as a kid, the guys who taught me, they were probably about your age back then, and they were fucking hardcore. Mountain yeah. bikers, they they didn't they didn't even ride full suspension bikes. Yeah, they ride fucking it. hardtail shit. <laughs> yeah, how are they now? <laughs> this is hunched over. Um, well, one of the guys didn't have a finger; uh, was missing a <laughs> finger. So, you know, this guy's does he's not feeling it. He probably had COVID a bunch of times, didn't even know. Yeah, you know, he's putting up drywall <laughs> and stuff. So. I felt like the thing like oh like they cut their finger off because it made them better rock climbers they can get into the crevasses easier. I think it was more I think it was probably something stupid. I think I remember asking him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I wish I, I wish it happened climbing, but I think it happened like I don't know some something some dumb thing like a at work that with is like, a like reciprocating saw. That's a L L A thing. Everybody's got all their fingers. Mid- Midwest, <laughs> at least once a week, you'd see somebody with like maybe missing half a digit. Yeah, you see someone who's got they've been like gnarled in the by the they've survived a farm accident. Neighbors on both sides of me were missing fingers growing up. Really? Or not? No, Chuck. Chuck didn't. I, he 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 did a like a table saw thing where it was just a summertime of like ah ah, and you hear you shouting like what happened ah. Chuck got it into the table saw. And so I think he made, I think he got to keep his finger. And then the dude across the street was uh, just this degenerate that like, remember when you're a kid, you look at people like your parents would think like, Oh, that's just, you don't want to end up like that. And now as you're an adult, you're like, Oh, those are my friends. Are those kind of people? Yeah. Like this dude, we legit, it sounds like I'm making it up. We lived at two North was our address and he was two South 
and mm-hmm. he'd take the number off his house so debt collectors and stuff couldn't find him. <laughs> so we'd get our utilities shut off because they would just see the number two, and they would turn our shit off because they thought they were turning his off. This and was he, in uh, outside Chicago? Yeah, it was in Addison, Illinois. And then dude would like – in like, and I would like – I lived at home till I was 26, so I was already well on my way to being that dude's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I would just wind up drinking beer, like, boring nights. I'd go and drink beer and watch him fix this old Pontiac he had, which was just him and his buddy. And then, like, somehow the engine lit on fire when they were trying to fix it. And I'm just, it was endless entertainment. And then he came out. He was real proud of this Line 6 amplifier he had, and he came out, and he's Ooh. like, oh, man, I'm going to shred. And they, he was the dude missing fingers, and he was just nubbing through some CCR songs. <laughs> just like... That, I'm, sounds, like he, a, sounds like a good life. I mean, I don't think it was. I think he was on the run from a lot of debt collectors and in between any kind of employment that would have him. But Maybe it sounds like a good life on the outside kind of like if you just if you take like a it sounds like a fun life to visit that's well that's what i that's why i was like i kind of had these aspirations you know when you see people like you're a character before you knew about writing a sketch or anything you're just like this guy's i'm gonna keep my eye on him like i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna be an an emotional friend with him like i'm not gonna trust him with secrets but this guy's always going to be up to something ridiculous, and I want to be around yeah. for it. I yeah, I used to always be drawn to those guys as a kid and stuff. They were so interesting. I guess, and I if I think about it now, all those people were probably people where they would say, "Oh, you know, hey man, what are you doing hanging around here? You should, you got that, you got a college degree, you got to use that." Okay, I don't want to do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do what I'm doing right now. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I had. I have a note here that I found in my parents' basement. I was going through my old stuff like a couple summers ago, and it was a dude that I I worked on. A, I worked at a donut factory, like a legit mass production really? donut factory. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess like, like it's a it's like a bakery, but it was like large scale conveyor belts, crazy right? Willy Wonka type stuff. And Rachel always laughs because I was just I was just like the move around guy. What's the the move around guy? Like I would just like you're on this line. Like people would kind of fall into different like, oh, they are good at that job over there. They're quick over there moving this thing. This guy's forklift. This guy does that over there. So you're like the fill in. You kind of like they put you in where they need you. Yeah, because I was part time. I was in high school and then a little bit after Mm -hmm. college. And uh, it's funny because everybody thought I was the boss's son because it was mostly latinos that worked there and i was the only white dude so they hated me and then once they found out i wasn't the boss's son they thought i was the poorest white person they'd ever seen because i would always eat yeah because i would eat the donuts for lunch i would never bring a lunch i was like free donuts this is awesome but they thought i was eating it because i had no money (laughs) and i was white and working in the factory and they would i got like i had the best mexican food because they'd be like you know you have to have this i'm like Okay, but I don't need. I'm fine, you know. I'm okay. Wow. I just I like eating donuts for lunch. Yeah. But uh, but then I'd be on the loading dock, and all these drivers. The one dude was like, they were like, seemed like they were always having fun. They're like midnight delivery drivers going to Seven Elevens and stuff with the yeah. fresh donuts in the cases. But the one guy told me he's like, don't. He's like, they're gonna offer you a job 
to drive one of these trucks. And it's going to be, it's going to look like a lot of money because you're young and you don't know what a lot of money is. And it's going to look like a good deal. Do not take that job. If you take that job, I will get you fired. Look at me. I wanted to be an accountant. I love crunching numbers. It's my favorite thing. But I started driving one of these trucks, and then I got a wife, and then I got kids, and now this is what I do. At 8 p.m. every night, I play grab ass with my buddies and then just drive around the city in a truck filled with donuts. Do not take this job. And I was like, all right. And I found a note that he wrote me on my last day. Uh saying, hey, man, when you get out of this place, because I told you to get out of here, you give me a call and let me know when you make it famous. And I haven't had the courage to call him yet. I have the number. You got to call him, man. I know. I I think the fear is that he's going to look, who? And I'll look, oh, sorry. Sorry to bother Who cares? Who cares if he says that? Yeah, I I really should. Wow. Because it's those little things that did mean a lot. Like when you think about what your life is supposed to be, and especially if you grew up in the suburbs – you're like, well, I guess, yeah, I went to college and I do the job and get the house and do the thing that I'm seeing everybody do. Yeah. And those, so those little gestures mean so much. Wow. That's really, yeah, that definitely would mean so much because it's that thing where it's basically someone, did he know you even wanted to be a comedian or anything or just? I don't know what, because that, I couldn't put it together. I don't think I was doing comedy at the time I was working there. I think maybe I was like playing in bands or something or just could like. I think it was just like he knew. It was like, yeah, I got to get out. I think I want to live in the city or something. I think it was just like, like I think maybe I mentioned that I was playing music or something. Or just you know some you creative for pursuits. Bigger, yeah, bigger, bigger, better things. He could smell it on you. Or, or maybe not meant for it, but at least try it before. That was my thing. I, I was always upset that people didn't at least try the stuff. You, like that you your were dreams... upset or he was upset? No, I would get upset. Like that dreams are a thing you can have but only up to yeah. a certain point and after that like well no no you got to be a man and be responsible right because you had kids well like well if i don't have kids then i can just have this uh, i can try this other stuff i it's just a suburban mindset that i just never locked into yeah i felt mm-hmm. i felt really similar way about that i mean i mean what the first thing you said though remind me of some quote i don't know who said it i mean it's probably a bunch of people said it but basically something like you have to do what you want to do because, God forbid, you fail at something you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, like, oh, my my backup. I went into uh, to digital marketing uh, just because I didn't want I didn't have the balls to be a comedian or something. You know. Next yeah. thing you know, it's like oh, I'm I can't even make it at this. Like, there's nothing worse. That's a fucking that's a fucking suicide shit right there. Is fucking failing at something you don't want to fucking do. Or. I mean, I I would think the failure is sitting there going to that thing, but always having an itch. Of like, yeah. I always did want to try that, but I got so far away from it that now it would look even silly. Because then, like, pride is a big thing in the Midwest. Pride yeah. and, like, not so much machismo, but a little bit of, like, no, man, I can't can't mess around with that anymore. Kid yeah, because stuff, it, can't mess around with that a, anymore. Oh, but, what if I do that? People are gonna say, oh, "What's this guy doing? He's forty-five. You can't go on doing that." You know, they're all yeah, gonna yeah. give me hell about it. So, I probably just gonna stay here. And you know, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to go into professional juggling, but I just figured, you know, yeah, yeah. No, probably, now what are, what are they gonna say? 
No, see, it's ridiculous for a man of my age to get into that. Now, what I do is I bottle up my frustration at myself. I take it out of my kid when he does poorly at the sport I wish I would have pursued longer. And that's how it works. He'll do that to his kid, and then at Christmas we'll all watch football together and talk about how we would have done a better job collectively as a family coaching that team. People talk about the non-existence of nuclear fusion. Well, the anger that I feel is essentially a fusion engine that fuels itself. Because what I'll do is I'm so fucking angry at myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it onto my kids, and I'm going to ruin their fucking lives, so they're going to do it to themselves. And it just keeps going on and on like one of those machines that never stops. That's yeah. nuclear fusion. <laughs> a, that's perpetual motion. Oh, you want oh you want to play your little guitar and play your skateboard. You're gonna to have to grow up real soon, pal. You're gonna to have to grow up. Now put your jersey on. Packers are playing the Vikings, and this is what we do. This is our tradition. Grow up, get your shit together, and put your face paint on and get drunk with us. Did you hear the scariest phrase that exists in the Midwest? <laughs> so uh you're funny, huh? <laughs> so what's this uh oh. so you're so you think you're funny, huh? Yeah, it's it's like what what did I just uh, join the army coming back here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh you think you're uh oh, so you're a comedian, huh? Oh, this okay. guy's fucking funny. Oh, that's oh. what he does for a living. Hold on, I got 5 bucks. Let me give you 5 bucks. And then you'll tell me a joke and I'll let you know if you're funny. <laughs> Have you ever had that thing when you check into a hotel and they ask you uh, what you're doing there, and you make the mistake of answering, and they I go like, lie. "Oh, you're, a... oh, <laughs> I, always I always lie." That's why I said make the mistake. Make one time I was feeling, one time God forbid I was in Philadelphia or I think I was in uh, Baltimore. I kind of felt good about myself, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I answered this lady at the desk at the hotel. She's like, "What are you telling for?" I was like, oh, "I'm doing a show tonight." She's like, "Oh, you're going to a show?" I'm like, "No, I'm, I am the show." She's like, "Oh, what do you do?" I was like. I'm a comedian. And then she asked that question that's like the worst question ever. Are you funny? And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, like, I, in my head, I'm like, I have to, I have to justify my, this. Even though everything about what I'm doing, I am traveling. I am uh, paying money to stay here that I'm being paid for by the place that I'm performing. So all those are clear indications that something is working I'm somehow funny, but in my head, I'm like, I don't know. Am I? Yeah. Well, and also on, on the person not realizing like, oh, that's you're a comedian. So you're always happy to entertain people. And they don't yeah. know that because they're in hospitality, mm-hmm. maybe thinking that comedian is also similar to hospitality. And it's not at all. For some people, it is. But for yeah. most people, it's like, I would, oh, God, I hope nobody knows I'm a comedian. Cause I like all of a sudden like, Oh, there's expectations now. And I just thought I was going to get to my room, but then oh, the expe- even if you know, like who cares? It's just a person working at the hotel. If they don't laugh at something you do that, you're trying to be funny. You'll be devastated. Like you just bombed, you bombed. Yeah, checking you just in. bombed. And I, I have to do a show tonight <laughs> and I yeah. just bombed. She said, are you funny? And I have to think of like, God, what's a clever retort for this? I don't know. It has to be a funny retort. <laughs> The, the question, are you funny, has to be responded with a question, the answer that is funny, that answers the question, are you funny, by being funny. And how do I know? I just met this person. I don't know what she's into. You know, she doesn't know me from Adam. Fuck. Yeah. 
And the fact that their job is hospitality, it's like they're always like, anything we could do to make your stay more pleasant, please don't ask me about comedy. And you've already ruined that option. My stay is yeah. unpleasant now because I'm, I'm mentally f- crumbling because of this. Please just say, um, please just say, oh, my God, and my name. Oh, my God. Are you Kyle Kinane? I like it when people say I like being in because uh, like I'm in the suburbs and in, 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 of Portland here. And people are like you look like Kyle Kinane. I'm like, yeah, that guy sucks, man. <laughs> like I like mm-hmm. seeding the discontent. You ever say, who's that? Who? Somebody got me that I was picking up food like Kyle Kinane. That's the name of a comedian. I'm like, yeah, I heard him. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, Gah! and then I just split. So I like to come I in sometimes like th- come in like a like a a gross hungover Batman. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Crocs. You're the gym thing shorts. where it's like, um, you know, like imagine if my name was Michael Jordan, because mm-hmm. I feel like the ultimate fake name is a name that's like, like if I had to give a fake name to a cop or something, I was in that situation. I think the best name to use is always like a famous person's name. Like my name mm-hmm. is Brad Pitt, and I have I go, mm-hmm. I know, okay. I know I'm not Brad Pitt. I have the same fucking name. Yeah. Believe me, my life sucks. Wait, it says your name is Michael Jordan? Like, yeah, I know, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's my name. Yeah, let's do you some one-on-one. Do one on one. Blah, blah, blah. Get it. Let's go. Come on. Give me the ticket. How often Wait, have you Kyle had Kinane? To give, how often have you had to give Kyle a Kyle Kinane? A that's a comedian, name. right? <laughs> Wait, is, is your name Kyle Kinane? That's the name of a comedian. Yeah, I know. Okay? I get it all the time. Can I just have my, my bagel? I just look like I stole his identity. <laughs> you should try uh, that sometime. That's me. Do I get free fries? What's going on? You know me, uh, Kyle Kinane, yeah, love me. free fries. I would take he him. He loves free fries. Free we know fries. that about him. I would take him. Uh, oh I just, I'm thinking about touring again. Man, it's, it's such the idea of that is just so exciting. I can't believe it. Yeah, I just want to. Because you, you were going out with Fatum. And doing some yeah, we did a bunch of stuff, but it's like been a while crazy, since I've crazy done crazy fun stuff. It was fun, you know. We do some pretty pretty uh, aggressive touring, and we do like those we do those co headlining shows where we do every other one. We just do about thirty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. How that did you guys fun. do it? Were you guys just in a rental car and then doing like yeah. music venues and stuff or comedy clubs? What were we doing? Mostly music venues. Even now, that's there's only a few clubs that. I know for sure that will have me, even though the, the last comedy shows I ever did was at Comedy Works with Trussell, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. And that was like, I mean, it was some of the best shows I've ever had in my life. Well, Comedy Works, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't count. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine yeah, bombing I, at Comedy Works. I think I'd have to quit comedy. Oh, yeah. If I bomb that place comedy. is so great. So I mean, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't do a ton of clubs anyways. I wasn't even before, so I don't know, yeah. I don't know why I'd start doing it now. But maybe, I don't know, maybe I would because it seems like those music venues aren't going to open up. They're going to take longer to open back up. I'm going to get an amp to like a small acoustic guitar amp that right. also works with vocals and bring that in the van and be like, hey, again, like I've got three days off and I'm going through this small town. If anybody knows me here. And you got to bring friends that you know to your house. I'll roll up, jump out, do a show, and get going. Are you going to send around past the hat? Or not, whatever. I mean, Venmo's a thing. And that's not about money. It's about, like, I want to do this. And how often am I going to get to this strange town 
that's yeah. you know two hours between any major city. Let me just do a half hour show. If you got a friend that's a comedian, they can do it, and then I'll just I'll split. That's a great idea, actually. How so? If you have any, do you have any plans to do that just yet, or just sort of the idea? I'm planning. My first real dates back are in Nashville in the middle of June. Okay. And so I'm going to try and ride. Uh, Arkansas has a lot of mountain bike stuff. Right. So I'm trying to put my route together out there now with some like actual shows that might be in. Um, I actually have like a really good <clears throat> manager and agent mm-hmm. that have like come up. Like well, a lot of like bike shops have cafes with them and you oh, like man. bikes. So it's kind of like a mixed integrated thing and i'm like oh that would be kind of neat that's a good idea and like they're outdoors already because people want to ride their bikes up to them and hang out and so we'll look into those for venues i'm like oh this is this is what good management and agency does uh so you're gonna do that for the summer after after uh nashville you're gonna do a bunch of bike shop kind of stuff i don't i'm working on it now i'm putting it together now i'm just gonna be trucking around I don't want to put too many solid dates in because I want the freedom yeah. to be like, I think I'm going to go over here now. I don't think I'm going to go over here. So I don't want too many hard ticket dates in there yet. And just be like, hey. That's a great idea, man. That's a great that's- idea because you can just like tweet it out or you can put it on Instagram or whatever. Like I'm in this little podunk town for Yeah. For Somebody t- let for me know. Or, or hey, I'm going to this park. I got an amp. Pull up. You can be distant if you're not sure about vaccines or anything yet. I'm going to pull up my amp. I'm going to do 45 minutes of comedy for people, and I'm going to move on. Damn. So. That's almost like an old school type of uh, street performance thing. The kind of thing that, like, you know, Eddie Izzard started. That's what he started with is uh, that kind of shit. Essentially, you're you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just ripping off punk bands that were like, we'll play anywhere. We got our stuff in the van. Tell us where we could. We got a few shows booked, but. If, yeah. if we're coming to this town, our show fell out. You got a venue for us. That's how that first tour in the truck went. Was like I knew mm-hmm. I was going to open for Patton Oswalt in like the southeast and like Asheville and some cities right. out there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive out there. I had just gotten merch. I just gotten CDs, so I'm like, I'll sell those to pay for gas. I could sleep in the truck, and I just said like it's basically the ten is what you can take from L.A. all the way across to the East Coast. Right. And so I was like, who's got shows along this highway? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm looking at cities in here. And people came through, and I got to do uh, Phoenix in a record store that people set up that was uh, awesome. And then I got to go to the Grand Canyon. I went up to – I did go up to Colorado. I went to Denver and uh, – that was amazing because I only knew Andrew Orvidal, and that's where I met the rest of the Growlix guys and all these other people right. from Denver. And then I, I forget where else I was playing. I, I I met people that I still work with in Oklahoma City through that tour and mm-hmm. Tulsa and uh, Memphis. It was just awesome because then people were like, I can put you up at this show. I could do We could do a show here. I was like, thanks. I'll see you there. And it was just yeah, – it was, it was so cool, man. It was just felt pure. Yeah, I feel like that stuff really is. It's like um, you say you're stealing it from punk bands, but in a way, you're kind of stealing it from as long as people have been performing. Like that's that's the idea of like a troubadour essentially is someone who just you you go around, you perform, and you you perform where you can for as many people as you can, and you just because it's yeah. like you're doing it because you want to do it, and that's yeah. 
it makes I mean, sense. Not, I mean, not to get all philosophical, but that was the early things. Like, if I just work on being as good at comedy as I can be, right? If there's supposed to be money, then money will come. You know, there's yeah. some there's some business to everything, but you see it in L.A. You see people that hustle more. They they have more hustle than they have talent. And they might uh, they might yeah, break through. I think so. <laughs> they might break through and get paid for a little while, right? But th- th- I don't see any longevity in that. Yeah, there isn't really, mm-hmm. unless you have, uh, unless you create. Well, there's some people, I guess, it's, it runs the gamut, right? There's some people who hustle like motherfuckers, and they kind of secure this base of fans that are kind of. Um, they just they'll take anything they get and they get it from this person easiest because that person makes it easy to find them. Yeah. But there's also people like you're talking about who just hustle. They're all hustle and no muscle. Oh, I like. There's that. also people who are just all muscle. muscle who are like, I don't know, I don't know if I should tell people I have a show. It's like you're fucking hilarious. What's wrong with you? Fucking Dude, tell people. That is that mix of like the most talented people have the most insecurity and don't want to like yeah. ask to get on a bill or something but then you'll see like a good show like a well-booked show and you'll see somebody on that lineup like you fucking harassed them until they booked you and now you're gonna eat shit and never get get booked again on this show you shot yeah. yourself in the foot by not having like yeah all hat no cattle type of thing and right so, yeah it's something where and i was i was always the other people. way but that was my thing. Like, I'm going to just, I'm going to be the best I can be on every show. And then if somebody else has another show, they'll book me for their show. And that mm-hmm. way I'll zigzag my way up the ladder. Does that, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just. Yeah, totally. Either way, it was like, I, I just felt like if I work on just, I just want to focus on stand up and be a good stand up. And if I'm supposed to make a living off of it, it'll come. And I did. And so that's why I have the freedom to be like, you know what? I can go out and do these shows for little to no money. I'll get comedy clubs. Things will open up and I'll get the stuff yeah. going back. I was supposed to start doing theaters before all this shit hit. Right. So I know that's still out there. But I don't want to just, oh, good, my theater gig's back. back. I haven't done comedy in a year. Let me go and oh, give the, God, <laughs> let me go eat shit in front of a thousand people. <sighs> yeah, it is kind of, there is an irony to it, right? The thing that like you start doing it in a way that allows you to continue doing it the same way because when it comes down to it, as much as it's great to get paid for what you do, the stuff that you, the, what you get paid for, is that doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't give you the money you get from doing the thing you love, doesn't give you the thing you get from doing the thing you love. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ironic. Larry the Cable Guy can just be like, go reverse Chris Gaines and like, no, I just want to be Dan Whitney now and talk about real issues in my life. Like, no, you got to say, get her done or people are going to want their money back. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, buddy. I I, I found out a thing that works for me. I'm not going to say it works for other people. I found out my thing. Well, I feel like everything, you know, it works for you, but I mean, if someone took what you did and kind of did it their way, it would probably work for them. Yeah, we'll see. Not, their not version many, of it. Not many middle-aged dudes want to go live out of a van to ride bikes and tell jokes, though. That's the, the Midwestern guy. Are you doing what now? And that's, <laughs> and that's successful. You're calling that successful. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Then. Okay, okay, buddy. Got it. Okay, next. Wow, this is what making it looks like. Oh, geez, I'd hate to see what it's like oh, if you God. fail. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hot. That's the conversation having the hot tub at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Now listen, I might just be the number two regional salesman. 
speaking here, but uh, I think I got uh, I think I got some advice that you might want to listen to, son. I kind of think you're gonna want the automatic transmission. I don't know why you'd want that manual. I mean, manual's mm-hmm. great for a kid who's learning. You know, got your first, second job. You're going through college. You get the manual. I don't know why you'd want to get a manual. That's just a headache. I mean, you want to devastate those fuckers. Let them know you can still walk into the Hilton Garden Inn Suites and get the free breakfast without staying there. They don't check. There's no (laughs) breakfast security. That perk, that's everybody's perk. That's just good. That's just a life hack. I used to do that coming home super late from Chicago back to Addison, drunk as shit, and I'd stop at the Holiday Inn and get a croissant and an apple. (laughs) My God, that's, that's a movie right there. So you mean super late, like it's in like four, six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah, those kind of those wow. kind of nights that turned into oh, I gotta go Damn. to work. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, better, I just oh, better get a cup of my coffee body from can't the old do Holiday that. Inn. I can't fucking hang in that situation anymore. I would love to, but I gotta have a toilet and indoors. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. Maybe I'll get an RV. I I haven't worked with the um, portable toilet situation in the van yet, but I've been I've camped enough. Like either if you're in a city, you just go into a business and use a restroom. And if you're camping, I've done camping and know how that works. So, do you have a portable (laughs) toilet in the van? Yeah, I I got a little fold out. It's just a a seat, a a toilet seat with legs and you shit in a bag kind of thing. Nice. Can't wait to see it. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Mold is the issue. That's why people are like, oh, you got to shower and everything. It's like, yeah, well, you, that's just, then you just have a box of moisture you're driving around, and that's how you create mold in your home. So mold like, oh, is the issue. I don't want, uh, I got an outdoor shower. I got a little spigot on the outside to see. We'll, we'll see how that works. It's going to be great once it heats up. Yeah, it's got a heater. Nice. The shower has a heater? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you guys send me a link to this thing. I want to check it out. I might have to think about this because I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of betting on, um, as usual, I'm getting probably get, jumping the gun. I'm getting excited about doing shows indoors mm-hmm. and stuff this summer. But I have a feeling maybe it's not going to be as robust and available to me as mm-hmm. I think it is. And I might have to do, I might have to do something. I might have to steal your idea a little bit and do some uh, do some kind of like outdoor but- impromptu stuff. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're just caravanning. Maybe I just get people coming behind me convoy style and we pull up, do the show. You know, you join up for like a join up for a couple of days. Yeah. I was talking to Moshe Kasher about it because he's got like a RV and he had a good idea. He does an RV, like an RV RV. Yeah. Like, like he goes out there with it. He gets out there. It's it's like the one where it's like the cab of a van and then the back half is a. Okay, so it's thing. like a van. It's not like a full length. No, 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 RV. no. Like, like, like the the chassis. You know how you see mm-hmm. the sun? Like mine is a van. Mine is an like right. aluminum sided van. Right. This has the one where like the front half is the van, but it's got the overhang, and the oh, almost like a camper, like a camper van. A camp, yeah, camper RV, like a full RV okay. thing. He's what he he's got. Yeah, but it's and not the, like it's not like longer than fourteen feet. No, but it's wide. Like the my the the transits are narrow because I still have to be able yeah. to maneuver in a city. <clears throat> That's the okay. thing I want to think because I'm still I'm not just going outdoors with it. I still got to get into a downtown area to play a show. Right. <clears throat> and right. I didn't want some monstrosity. I'm just clipping everything. You know, dealing with that shit. But he's got the so, RV. I didn't know that. That's cool. But yeah, he just goes out 
in in the woods all the time and he had an idea he's like well you sell you tell people you're gonna do a show and once you buy a ticket he's telling the general area and once they buy a ticket they get like the uh gps coordinates of where the show will be if it's on blm land or something i was like sounds like a rave but yeah well that's that makes sense he's a big burning man dude so it makes sense that he's got the knowledge how to plan that kind of stuff so that sounds cool as shit i'd be into that i gotta hit him up more about that idea because i like it a lot yeah dude that's fucking rad yeah man well, um, what should what should I tell people? Uh, what should you tell people to check out what in closing? What am I going to t- tell people? Yeah, I got to bounce. I got to record another thing today. I got a bit, busy day of the zooming and podcasting. I don't. I was I was joking about like how like if I get two things to do in a day, I just don't know how to do it anymore. I truly took off the whole last year. It is hard, man. I gotta say, I, it is like a thing where I don't know. I think when stuff starts back up again, I think. A lot of us, including myself, are going to be surprised at how things end up panning out in terms of like, it's going to be so great, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff where it's like, uh, I need to practice. Yeah. <laughs> practice yeah. everything. Practice living. I know. I like I had like a phone call and two podcasts, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm acting like I'm a CEO. I'm like, I got to get up early. I'm going to need coffee. I'm going to yeah. need my breakfast. Let's lock into this. we got a lot of things to check off today. It's like, but you have like a semi busy day for a, a comedian that's three years into it. <laughs> Otherwise yeah. get, get your head out of your ass, but I will, yeah, I will promote. I'll say, um, I'll say that me and old, uh, big boy, Matt Bronger, we're doing a show called Hey Girl on April 24th. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Cool yeah. We were doing it for a while and then it fell off. You know, he had a kid and it was the holidays and everybody's just kind mm-hmm. of got actual busy for once. And, um, but we're doing a live show on April 24th, and so tickets are on sale for that. And Tom Segura and Lisa Traeger are going to be our guests. Nice. And we're just going to hang Great out and party. Guests. Great guests. Big guests. Big uh, big get guests, big you guess. know. Um, doing that. I don't know. I do Boogie Monster with uh, old Dave Stone. We're going to be out in the desert oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks getting real weird. Nice. You're doing like a live podcast out there. I, no, I don't know. I think we're just going to do some mushrooms, you know. As, okay. I, was t- as, I, was t- as I was telling the other day, like. It's like having a margarita at the beach. It's just you're supposed to do mushrooms in the desert. It just goes. Yeah. It's peanut butter and jelly, man. It really is. Yeah. Uh, mushrooms in the desert. Uh, cocaine in the Sierras. Was that one? I, you know, I have to know. get up there and find out. I didn't know that was it. <laughs> yeah. Acid at a bed, bath, and beyond. You know, it's just that's exactly. how it works. Um, we're doing that. And then. I don't know, man. I'm just going to be out there trying to. Pay attention to pay attention. I think I'm most active on Instagram. I bailed. I gave over my password for Twitter because it was just making me so angry. No, Twitter's Twitter's done. It's it's fully done. It's Is uh, it? it's it's done. It's, in terms of what it what what it started to to be, it is almost I'd say about ninety eight percent different than what it was when it started. In terms of just what you see and how the things you say are. Uh, conveyed and how they're interpreted it's just not the same i i have it because then my manager will put promotional stuff up on there but i gave yeah, you away gotta my have password it for that. Yeah, I, yeah i tried to mess around with it a few weeks ago and just i made one joke about um the prince harry and princess megan like her dress 
design just looked like a bird shit on her shoulder. I think I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just made a what joke. Happened? I'm like, man, yeah, I was like, what size bird is responsible for this? That's it. Just a simple joke about the design on a piece of clothing. And it so quickly devolved into uh, it being a joke that's sexist because I'm commenting on a woman's looks. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. It's a pattern on a piece of clothing. And then people think they need to fight your battles for you. So they attack exactly. the person that oh. said something to you. And then that's even more insulting because then the guy's like, why don't you mention, like, look at all these white guys making fun of a woman's look. And then somebody's like, why do you mention the race of the, quote, attackers, but not the race of the, quote, victim? And so it went from sexism to race. Like, it devolved so quickly. And, and I was you're like, hosting it, essentially. You're hosting yeah. this this fight. I- yeah, I created this interaction between these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I forgot. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. I think it the was pandemic really, it has was, made it worse. It was the read on the mouthpiece of a seventh grader's saxophone of just opening it and being like, ooh, that's real gross. I better put it back and then not pay attention to it for six months. Maybe it got better. Let me open that. Let me take that read off again. Oh, no, it didn't get better. Why would it have gotten better? It's only gotten worse. It might get better in a year from now once people actually have stuff to do. But right now, I That's think a true. lot of that stuff is just a cesspool because people are losing their fucking minds. Yeah. And, and it was making me, to... it was giving me all this rage. It was like ruining my day because you wake up and you're on your phone in bed and then you get into yeah. it with somebody. And then your whole day, my, well, my whole day, my mood was dictated by that interaction before I even put my feet on the ground. I'm like, this is not healthy at all. And there's oh, no way there's just avoiding it. There's no like, let me change my attitude towards it. No, change my password. I want no access to it. So yeah, it's like um, it's like poison or something. You think if you just have a little bit, it's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. I couldn't <laughs> I, I did not have the um, uh, uh, emotional responsibility to be able to handle it. So Instagram's pretty easy. Here's yeah. silly video. Here's promos. I'm pretty good. I try to be good about responding to people that message me about stuff. But pay attention to that. If I do start doing shows or pop-up stuff, that's probably going to be the medium that I use. Kyle Kinane on Instagram. Yeah. we got to do Twitch stuff, man. we got to hang out on Twitch. Dude, I'm doing, I'm a, I'm doing the, something It tonight. saved my life. Dude, it's yeah. fucking saved my life. It's the only thing. I've said this a bunch of times. It's the only thing I've done in the past year that's come close to scratching the itch of performance. And it actually, for me, a lot of times it actually is like, because I, I won't play games. A lot of times I'll just like do like stream of consciousness stuff with like weird music and videos and stuff. And it feels like a performance. So, because I know it feels like a performance because after about two hours, I'm fucking dead. I, like, I'm like, <laughs> I am spent as a motherfucker. I have to go to sleep because I stop being able to speak because it's like my brain gets that- used up. That's what I wonder. It's hard for me to get over the kind of it feels egotistical to be like, well, I'm this guy and you're all just going to tune in because it's me, but I don't have jokes to offer. So I'm just going to talk to you. And it's I have a hard time getting past the point. I was like, yeah, people aren't expecting a show because they're just at home with TV on one monitor and Twitch Mm -hmm. on another and they're just hanging out. It's not like they drove yeah. from another town to come and get two drinks to see you. But in my head, it's like, why would somebody want to just shoot the shit with me? But like, I, I play games on, I play, you know, Mike Carroza? 
Oh, I love Crows. Right. I saw you guys doing that. I was like, oh, that's awesome they're doing it. Crows yeah. is like, you know, greatest guy. He's like, the, you know, the, the he, Cupid of the world. He truly is, and it's the perfect antithesis because mm-hmm. I am playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and I hate that fucking game. I think it's so boring, and he just cheerleads me through it and tries to keep me excited where I'm like, this is stupid. He's like, no, look at the graphics. It's so immersive. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. But – I t- I started doing some Twitch stuff and like oh yeah it is just a fun hangout and there's no pressure on it and it's not this yeah totally egotistical thing. I've unfortunately kind of made it where people come to my Twitch now expecting sort oh, of a show weird. and so I, I gotta deliver I gotta fucking you know drink a re- drink half a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got about three quarters of one in me. I hope you're ready to stay up late. Ugh. All right, man. Let's do Thanks that for soon. being here, Kyle. I appreciate you it. You know it. You know it, buddy. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. Maybe we'll meet uh, in the middle of nowhere someplace uh, when I have a truck and um, and down to do some dirtbag camping oh. and some impromptu shows on a JBL speaker powered by batteries. Yeah, man. We'll just be out there talking to the people. Keep it down. I'm trying to clean my guns. All right. Get arrested. Get arrested yeah. by a park ranger. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> let, yeah. Let me know about the, let me know about those trucks, man. Let me know what you're looking at. Well, sounds great. Peace, Cal. Bye-bye.